guys, welcome to another episode of Movie Portals. As always, it is myself, Brian, and my good pal, Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? You alright? Yep, very well, you? Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm a little bit tired this morning. I've been up for a while, but I'm just struggling this morning for some reason. Um, it looks like a reasonably nice day outside, though, so maybe go outside later. As you know, I'm uh, quite tired and... <laughs> Uh, the weather is very nice here as well, so glad that we're both sharing good, some good weather. I've taken a view, has it been roasting down your way? Yeah, the last couple of days were particularly warm, especially Thursday. Thursday was was really warm. Nice though, although town, I, went into, I decided I'd go into town for my lunch just to get out in the sunshine for a wee bit. But it was absolutely mobbed, kind of regretted it a wee bit once I got there. <laughs> but yeah, any, seen any films, Ryan? Uh, I've only seen one, but it's one I've seen already. Um, I went and rewatched um, A Quiet Place, which I believe you had a, an excellent experience um, rewatching as well. Well, I've had a, just an excellent experience at the cinema all week. Great. So yeah, I went to see A Quiet Place on Tuesday. Really excited about it because I'd loved it, loved the film, and went to see it. And there was just a group of lads just talking all the way through it. So I had to leave. Because had it been like Rampage, it wouldn't have bothered me. Do you know what I mean? Because they were, they, they were speaking very quiet, but obviously with this particular film, there isn't any noise at all at points, so I was just like, this is just annoying. So, because I'd seen it before, I just got up and left, I couldn't be bored. But then, I went to the cinema last night to see two films. One was called Wildling. Another one was called Every Day. Two of the worst movies I've seen this year. <laughs> Wildling is the worst movie I've seen this year by far. Um, it, I, I, it's quite weird because I looked on Rotten Tomatoes and it's got like six to eight percent, so it's it's not certified fresh as they say, but it's fresh on there. Like it's it's not a squashed tomato. Um, but I don't know how it's awful. I don't know who who this film was made for. It has that feel of a, like a teen horror movie. Like for like young teenagers, but because the director was a bit pervy and decides to get a couple of nipple shots in there, and yeah. like use the f word like three or four times and have a bit of gore, it makes it a fifteen. And I'm just like, no one, I don't imagine many people are going to want to watch this over the age of fifteen because it's yeah, right. it's just not it just doesn't feel like a a grown up movie. Um, Liv Tyler is the quintessential example of someone who has a gig because she's got a famous dad she's absolutely awful in it she's just so breathy all the time <laughs> and there's a, there's a scene at the very beginning where she's she's chewing chewing gum or bubble gum whatever and she's like overcompensating she's like I need to I need to let the audience know I've got gum in my mouth it just it only lasts like thirty seconds, but it infuriated me. She's doing some like wide mouth tune. It's just weird. So it was. It was like <laughs> I was just like, what is she doing? Is this the first time she's ever had gum before? Like, um, do you mind if I go into a bit of spoiler territory? Girlfriend, I'm probably not going to see it. Yeah. And, but based and, on your glowing review, I doubt anyone else's. Yeah, don't go see it. Don't waste your time. Honestly, but basically, like this about. Do you know what it's about now? No, I don't think I've... <clears throat> is she a cop or something? I think I made a sort of trailer she, for this. Yeah, she she is a cop. 
and like she takes in this young girl who's been told by her dad that there's these things called wildlings and they eat small children so her dad's kept her locked yeah. in a room anyway it gets to the stage where she gets out of the room the cop takes her in as you do because that's legal and that always happens and it turns out that the wee girl's the wildling right now Liv Tyler the cop has a little brother who kind of like falls for this wildling but she's becoming more and more of a beast and he he, she's on the run anyway and she, they sleep with each other right while she's like on her way to being a wildling she's got like sharp teeth and all the sharp nails right now later on it just skips on like three months like and it, the only way you know that is because she's looking at like she's listening to like the news and it says like such and such happened three months ago and she's like alright so we've moved on a wee bit here and there's these guys hunting her right and one of the guys is going to shoot Liv Tyler's character the sheriff because she's come like kind of hunting as well but not like to kill her just to like find out what's happening and the wildling saves her life she like slits the guy's throat or something I don't know and she's like looking at Liv Tyler <laughs> angry right and then all of a sudden like Liv Tyler looks at the wildling's stomach and the stomach and, she, and then the wildling looks down at hers and she's pregnant with like Liv Tyler's wee brother's baby she just like and this like wildling beast like holds her stomach and then like looks at Liv Tyler then runs away and it's just awful I hated it <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound too good it's too terrible uh, and then I saw a movie called Every Day which is about like there's this wee girl who falls in love with someone who wakes up in someone else's body every day Alright. But never the same body twice. Um, a decent idea, but I don't think this movie was made for like 32 year old males. <laughs> um, or just people who think maybe like me, I think it's directed at maybe a younger generation. Which is, yeah. which is fine. I've not heard anything about that one. I'd forgot about Wildling actually. I think I did see a trailer for that, but I've, I've not heard anything about every day at all. No, well, it's no. No, no, none, don't go see any of them. <laughs> um, oh, some good news though. Uh, my lovely wife Amelia got a new job. Oh, nice, congratulations! So she'll be starting that in a few weeks' time. She's lovely. Walking about where we skip in our step. So congratulations, <laughs> Amelia. Yes, well done. Um, anything else exciting happen to you this week? Or did anything exciting happen to you this week? Uh, no, I went back to work yesterday after a week Ooh. off, so uh, that was great fun. Do that, man. Um, but no, I don't believe anything new has happened. Um, I've Sarah's just dealing with pregnancy, so that's been that's been great fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'll admit it's been great fun as well. Yeah, I think it is. I think everyone enjoys it, don't they? Oh, aye. Easy. Aye. Aye, that part, like, I don't get what the, the fuss is about that. Oh, I've got a £5 baby attached to me. Oh, yeah. oh, oh I need to eat more food. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Women. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then there goes any listeners we have. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, the two listeners we had were women. No, we screwed that right up. <laughs> do you want to talk about movies? Aye, why not? Me as well. Shall we do some trailers? I guess we might. It's the the most the best thing about this week's podcast, I think. <laughs> okay. Um, so, as usual, as we do every week, uh, we have three trailers that we're going to talk about. Um, we've got a couple of other ones, but we won't cover them off in as much detail. Um, we'll go through the synopsis for each one, and then um, we'll talk a wee bit about it. So, the first one that we have picked out is Jurassic World um, Fallen Kingdom, directed by J.A. Bayona. Um, synopsis. After the demise of the Jurassic World theme park on Isla Nublar, the dinosaurs roam freely on the island for four years until an impending volcanic eruption threatens to destroy the island and the dinosaurs. It's starring Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Ted Levine, Toby Jones, Justice Smith, Rafe Spall, um, sorry, Rafe Spall, B.D. Wong, James Cromwell, Geraldine Chaplin, and Jeff Goldblum. Brian, your thoughts on this trailer? Um, my thoughts on the trailer are probably how I feel about the moving whole. Like, I don't know how to feel about this one in terms of there's some things about it that I think I'll, I'm going to like, but then there's other aspects to it I'm, I'm not convinced about. I'm not convinced about the whole sort of see how like with the genetics and making them smarter and making them almost as if not as intelligent as humans more intelligent than humans like so it's almost like the dinosaurs are thinking and plotting and I I don't know how how I feel about that to be honest I think the I think the new dinosaurs have made this time look weird as well yeah it looks like I can uh scaled down version of the big one for the last film. It's got bit. like long arms as well in it and then like a long uh, neck it just looks a bit bizarre but then when I look at the other stuff I see like with the regular dinosaurs if you will like all that stuff looks great to me so I don't know I just I, f- I feel I'm going to maybe be a bit disappointed with this one I don't know I'm, as I said I think last week it was um, I'm a bit kind of to and fro with it and I think this um, this trailer kind of summed that up. Where I think it was the same as you. Like there was elements of it that I really like the look of, and I think I'm going to really enjoy. And then there's elements of it that I don't think, and I think that it's like kind of big elements. So, like one of my main issues I think I'm going to have with it is the overuse of CG. Like I think it looks like it's going to be a CG heavy film. Yeah. And like the thing I loved about like the original Jurassic Park was that a lot of it was practical, and like you were dealing with like pretty much real dinosaurs, and it doesn't have that same feel. I don't think like you know when Chris Pratt's like reaching out to try and touch blue and stuff like that. It's not really he's not really touching like an animatronic or anything like that at all. He's yeah. just touching somebody with a bit of green material or whatever. Um. But um, I, I like overall the story, um, the kind of look of it. I, I loved um, the, the Lost World. I think I've seen a lot of people saying that essentially like, the plot details of this look like the same as um, the Lost World. Um, but I really liked the Lost World. Um, I loved when all the when the T Rex was cutting about um, San Diego or whatever it was. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm looking forward to that kind of element of it. Um, and I think Chris Pratt looks like he's going to be quite good in it as well, a bit more of his normal kind of Chris Prattiness. So, uh, yeah, overall, um, I think I'm kind of on board for this, but I think my expectations are a, are lowered a lot more compared to what they maybe were for the first film. Yeah, but that's maybe a good thing, though, having lower expectations um, so that you're not... Because I guess there's more chance of being pleasantly surprised the lower your expectations are. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I probably just echo a lot of what you said there in terms of how you feel about the film. I, I'm the same as you. I've got a bit of a soft spot for Lost World where I know it's, it's heavily criticised, but I don't mind the dinosaurs being in America. My biggest concern, as I said, is not so much the CGI, although I fully understand what you're saying in that, um, is the what they're doing with this newly created dinosaur. That's the bit that I'm not going to be entirely convinced about. Um, even well, just, even just, sorry, on you go. No, no, on you go. Actually, even just the poster. I mean, that po- the poster we put up this week. Oh yeah, great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great looking poster. Then they've like photoshopped them in the bottom corner, and it even that just looks off. Yeah, they shouldn't have put them in it. Like I know, like they want to, they're obviously trying to use like a wee bit of star power to try and sell it. But like, uh, when you put that put that kind of com- comment on it, I was thinking like, see if they were if they just removed them from that picture and just had like the T Rex killing the the mini T Rex or whatever it is. It's, like, it's not mini T Rex, but I know what you're talking. Aye, I know. <laughs> it looks like it with horns. Yeah. Um, if they just done that, like that would have been. For us, um, it would have been a great poster. Yeah. Um, just going what, what, off of what you're saying as well, like I think it feels like they're trying to pure press ahead with this idea that they had for um, I think it was originally yeah, Jurassic World yeah, four. Four, four. Yeah, it was supposed to be where it was going to be like a human dinosaur hybrid. Um, so it feels like they're still like they're, they're still trying to work that in some way, um, and I'm not sure I like it. Like it feels like they're. I kind of feel like that they'll try to lead to something else with it. Either that, or my only... I agree with you, I think that is, because I know how keen they were on doing that, and they, there was, like, concept art designed for for all that before we ever even... before Jurassic World was even on the table sort of thing. But I think maybe as well, they may be going down a route, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see a war movie with dinosaurs in it at this rate. Yeah. Because they keep talking about weaponising them, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And so, that was a, a is it Defario? That was his character's big thing in the first one, and even in the trailer, you hear them speaking about it. So, well, I wouldn't be surprised if if that's the route we go down. I feel a wee bit stupid as well, actually, because um, people were saying they feel like the, the trailers give away a big plot point. I, I didn't pick that up at all. I don't know what people are talking about. Do you? I'm just assuming the whole thing with the the is it that Toby guy, Toby Jones character who's talking about bringing them back to America and like weaponizing them. Um, I, I don't know. See, I, I like I, there wasn't anything that surprised me in it, so I don't know if it's just because yeah, maybe what like I know about what they were trying to do with it and so I kind of feel like they're going down that route but I wasn't sure if it was something else I missed or, or what so okay cool 
Um, Alright, next trailer we have then is for a, a movie called Hotel Artemis, um, directed by Drew Pierce. Now, hold on to your hats, the <laughs> synopsis is quite That's, long. Fortunately I've got a hat on, so I can hold on to it <laughs> this moment, so we're good. Um, it is a long one, and I'm famously great at these ones, so... Gene uh, Thomas, a.k.a. The Nurse, a.k.a. Jodie Foster, is the manager of the Hotel Artemis, an ultra-exclusive, members-only hospital hidden in a hotel redolent... redolent? Of faded, faded, <laughs> twen- faded 20s glamour. Uh, tough, sharp and utterly fearless, the nurse treats an assortment of assassins, gunrunners, thieves and gangsters in an unexpected state-of-the-art emergency room capable of providing a new liver with a 3D printer or injecting a patient with nanobots to heal, um, to heal from the inside out. Um, with the help of her towering assistant Ev- Everest, the nurse wrangles some of the most dangerous criminals in the world, from sultry French assassin Nice, nice um, and international arms dealer Acapulo, um, to bank robbers Waika and brothers Honolulu. Um, starring Jodie Foster, Dave Bautista, Sophia Batella, Jeff Goldblum, Sterling K. Brown, Jenny Slate, Charlie Day and Zachary Quinto. Um, what did you think of this one? I thought this looked excellent. Um, I've been telling people to watch this trailer. I mm. think this looks like a lot of fun. Um, I feel we see this every week now, but it kind of gives like John Wick vibes in terms of the Hotel Continental. Yeah, definitely. Um, part of that, which is a lot of people were wanting a Hotel Continental movie, so maybe this is the way we get it. Um, I think everyone looks great in it, especially Jodie Foster, who I've never been a big fan of, but I thought she looks brilliant in this. Um, I, I like the boy, the Stella K. Brown. Um, I've not seen him in too much, but anything I've seen him in, I've really enjoyed him. He's he's in a TV show called This Is Us that Amelia watches. So I've, I've seen a few episodes, and he was always his character is the the one I enjoyed the most in it. And even the small part he plays in Black Panther, I really enjoy him in that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this looked fantastic. The action looks great. It looks like it's going to be quite fun and, and generally pretty funny. So this is a film I knew nothing about, but um, I'll be looking forward to it when it comes out in July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would pretty much agree with everything you've said there. Um, well, not not classically being the, the greatest fan of Jodie Foster, um, but I really liked the cover in this. Um, as soon as I watched the trailer, that was the first thing I thought as well, was this just looks like... It could be part of like the John Wick universe, yeah. Um, and I wonder—I don't know um, enough about it to know who or what what studio it's part of, and if that's even a a possibility, kind of in the future. Um, but I liked all the stuff like with the three D printing and that, and um, it kind of looks like it's just going to be. Um, oh my god, I can't think of the type of movie. Um, like in a siege movie, maybe. Um, yeah. you know, it looks like these guys are coming to the the hotel to fuck shit up. Yeah, he's, he's coming to get his. Is it that it was a vault? That pen was like a vault, wasn't it? And it's like he's coming to get whatever was in there back. Yeah. Right. Uh, the fact that Jeff Goldblum's playing the main villain as well is, um, I'm sure, will be enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought it looked great. I, I, when I was watching it though. 
seen that Sophia Abatella. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking, like, I don't know if it's just because she was in a red dress, but I was thinking it's a shame that Daredevil's on TV because she would make a really good um, Electra, I think. Yeah, she would. Just because she's, she's great at action. She's probably one of the best female action stars we've got at the moment, if not the best. And so, surely at some point she's got to be in Marvel or DC. Yeah, you would think so. Like she's um, she's done quite a few like kind of franchise films, isn't she? So, Kingsman, Star Trek. Yeah. Um, I, I I like her as well. I think she's like been good in everything I've, I've saw. Her, so yeah, I would agree. I think she should surely get picked up. Be. I think as well. Some point. Like after Kingsman, the only concern was like she doesn't talk much in Kingsman. She's like, well, what's she like for the rest of it? But I think she's good in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has a lot more dialogue in that film as well. Um, and she's a different character as well, as much as it's a big part of her character's action base. She is a different character. Um, but yeah, back to this film, just like. Um, even Charlie Day doesn't look. I, I think he is going to be there for jokes, but he doesn't look. I like Charlie Day, but he's, he's quite silly, isn't he? Yeah, he's generally the same kind of character in a lot I of films. I don't think he's going to be quite the same as well. Yeah. Uh, Zachary Quinto, I, I just saw like a tiny shot of him in the trailer, not not much of him at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed him. Yeah, I did see him. Um, but you say it was just a, I wasn't much really, so don't really know much about what he's going to be like in it. And then Big Dave Batista as well. Yeah. Playing a big nurse. Eh? Playing a big nurse. Called Everest. <laughs> Aye. Yeah, I like. I like that as well. Like I like all the, the kind of stupid names that they've got. Like it's yeah. Um, again, quite kind of John Wicky. I feel. Or or like a or comic booky as well. Like do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's de- definitely it sounds good, and I think it's like for me, it's like a classic summer action movie. Like it's just it feels like it looks like it knows exactly what it is. It's just an action film. It's going to be fun. It's going to be loads of action. It's not going to be complicated to follow, I don't imagine. And just a lot of fun. Yeah. Can't wait. Pleasant, okay. Pleasantly surprised with that one. Very much so. Um, Alright, last trailer, that, or last big one we'll talk about, um, is of course for Deadpool 2, uh, directed by David Leitch. Uh, Deadpool forms a team of mutants called the X-Force to protect a young mutant from the time-travelling soldier, Cable. Starring Ryan Reynolds, Josh Brolin, Morena Baccarin. I can never say her right her name <laughs> right even. Uh, Morena Baccarin, um, Gillian Dennison, Zazie Beats, TJ Miller, um, Brianna Hildebrand, Jack Casey, Casey, Stephen Kapicic, and Rob Delaney. Right. Your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Mixed feelings on this one, and the reason I have mixed feelings is like I think this is the best trailer we've had so far. I really, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this trailer. The reason I have mixed feelings is like there's some jokes that are in this trailer which I really enjoyed, which I could have seen. I, I probably would have preferred just to see them in the movie. It's not, that's not a massive dig at it, but the the joke about like so dark. Are you sure you're not from the DC universe? I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the. Do you know the one where it's like the parallel from his first outing as Wade Wilson and Wolverine with the yeah. swords. 
and then he like splits the bullet in half like he did in the movie but then the rest of the bullets he doesn't do so well with in this trailer <laughs> yeah because at first I thought he was getting them and it gives you the side angle and you just see all the blood coming out his back aye and I was like and I, so I really enjoyed that uh, the Thanos joke and all the rest of it it's, it's all great but I think I could have I probably would have preferred just to to watch that for the first time when I was watching the, the movie Aye, I think I think that was my kind of only real gripe with it is I felt like it maybe showed us a bit too much and the stuff some of the stuff I would have preferred to have seen in the kind of context of the film. Like again didn't have any problems with it and I laughed like at all the wee, those wee bits but um I would have preferred them in the movie, um, yeah. I think. But I mean that that's like I guess the good thing about that is like we're not having a go at the it looks bad, it's just that Actually, it looks good, but we're at the stage now where I've, I've seen enough. I didn't expect it. Well, it's a little, but I guess the good thing about Deadpool is there's going to be loads of jokes, so there's loads of stuff we've not we've not seen yet. I like the whole Peter thing with Rob Delaney at the end as well. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And uh, just some more classic uh, advertising they've been doing. Do you know that guy, the character Peter's had a Twitter account set up for the last few months and has been tweeting already? Aye. And like, because I, I had noticed that Ryan Reynolds had been retweeting them, but just didn't even click as to what it was. And then it's because he doesn't talk about the X Men movie. Or he's, he's, I think he has a wee bit recently talked about X Force, but he just talks about like beekeeping and stuff like that. <laughs> um, I think Rob Delaney's a great choice to play that kind of character as well. Aye, yeah, I love Rob Delaney, so good. Yeah, so. And I did enjoy, I did enjoy that, especially just that last shot of him like flying <laughs> through the air. Yeah. Uh, what was it? He's, he's like, I don't have any superpowers. I just, <laughs> just saw an ad. Hi, you're in. Yeah, it was really good. That was real good. Um, I, I think as well though, like I was saying last week, how I thought it was, it was going to be like a little bit like Messiah Complex. After this trailer, I'm even more convinced that I'm utterly convinced that because obviously Cable's trying to get to this kid so desperately, I'm utterly convinced someone else is trying to get to him as well, and Cable's trying to get to him for to protect him, and it's just a case like Deadpool and his ex force are a bunch of idiots, <laughs> and so he doesn't have like because Cable's so serious, he doesn't have time to explain to them what he's doing, so he'd rather just get rid of them and save Aye. the kids sort of thing yes. and I, th- I think that's the, the route it's going down which probably I quite pleased me that's probably the closest we'll ever, I mean it'll, it'll still be nothing like the Messiah Complex but it's probably the closest we'll, we'll kind of get to that uh, which is quite cool um, but I, again I mentioned it with the last trailer I think the action looks brilliant in this one yeah it does and you get to see like a wee bit more of the, the team in this one as well yeah, yeah. Um, which I quite liked I think we're going to get to see Big Colossus fighting a bit more as well, which is quite good because mm. he had a bit of redemption in the first Deadpool with the way he's portrayed with the X-Men movies. It's one of the, probably one of the mistakes they made was his character, I think. Yeah. Um, although I'm a, I'm a fan of the X-Men movies. I just, just think that was a bit of a... They didn't do too well with that. But yeah, excited. And it, literally less than a month until that one comes out and we've got Avengers before it, so... It's quite a good time. Did you manage to get your tickets booked? Uh, well, I've not booked them yet because I, I had booked up, so I went to see movies last night, and then we've got a wee cinema group down here, so I put a message in, and there's a few people said they want to go, so I'll get them booked this afternoon. 
quite annoying that that and Jurassic World have kind of went appeared at the same time because then it means like you can't really like if you book all three of them then actually you can't go and see any other films pretty much. No, and it's Avengers, Avengers is out on Wednesday, so yeah, we're nearly there. I don't if I'm going to see any films, it'll be on Wednesday just before I go see Avengers, so I'll probably just go in and book my tickets on the spot. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'll get that booked, see if I get maybe book Jurassic World as well. Um, I don't know if Amelia will be interested, but she liked the first one, so we'll see. Uh, any more trailers? Uh, yep, so we had one for The Equalizer 2 and Hereditary. Thoughts on them? I only saw um, Equalizer 2. Well, what, did, what, what did you think of that first then? Yeah, it looked alright. Um, looked a bit taken, eh, I think. Um, I've not seen all of the first one. Um, I saw, actually, it was a couple of weeks ago, it was on TV, I think, and I managed to catch some of it in work. Um, it looked quite brutal. I think this looks quite brutal at points, a bit where he breaks a guy's arm. Uh, yeah. God, it's horrible. Um, but looks alright. It just looks like what they do with a lot of these films and take it from one country and put it in another, and then, but it obviously looks like it goes back to America at some point. So, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll maybe try and catch it, but it's not top of my list. I really enjoyed the first equaliser, so I'll definitely see this. I, I, I think it looks really good. Not like again, not it's not going to be a plot that we've never seen before. Um, but I think Denzel Washington is still one of the best at that sort of action. Um, like we've seen it with him before in other films, like Training Day and Man on Fire. Um, he's excellent at that sort of brutal violence, he, and he, I always find his characters so believable. Because um, he doesn't, Denzel Washington never, like, that expression, he never phones it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, he he's going to show up at least. So, I'm a, I'm a big Denzel Washington fan. I, I tend to, he's, he's someone for me who can make pretty much any film enjoyable. So, I, I, I imagine I will see this at the cinema. I think, if anything, if, if I don't enjoy the story, I'm going to enjoy all the action and probably his, his performance as well. Um, but yeah, it looks okay. I think anyone who who's seen and enjoyed the first one will, will want to see this. In regards to Hereditary, um, creepy. <laughs> it's all about the, you know how the first trailer, the wee girl, she's called Charlie. It's all about her character, this one. And right at the very end, she just like looks and she just does this. Noise. Oh, it's, she's just creepy, man. Mm. So I don't know if it's for me. I never saw this trailer, but I saw the first one, um, and yeah, she's a creepy looking wee lassie. Yeah, but I, I don't know if I'll see this one. I don't imagine I will, just because when it comes to horror films, it has to really like like a quiet place. When I saw the trailer for that, no, we've, we've harped on about that a lot recently, but it was intri- It looked so intriguing and new and fresh. So I was like, well, I want to see that. And same with like things like you you talk about it a lot. Like I never saw this one at cinema, but it follows like just a different kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this one is just we've seen a lot of creepy child horror films, and it it looks good, but I just I don't know if it's going to get me to the cinema to see it. Yeah, same. I would just probably agree with that. Um, anyway. We've got some movie news, not as much as normal, just got a couple of stories, and then I figured what we'll do today, Ryan, is just the rundown, 
maybe spend a wee bit more time on that if there's anything that sort of interests us there. But the first bit of movie news, it's a bit of sad news, a couple of uh, big, reasonably big names in the uh, movie world have passed away this week. Um, director uh, Milos Foreman and actor Ali, is it Ermey? Is that how you pronounce his name? I am not sure. Well, that's not good, sorry. <laughs> uh, have passed away this week. Um, I, the, the, the Milos Foreman, I'm, I'm not that familiar with his work. The, I think the only one film I've seen that he's directed is One Flew Over the Cuckoo Nest. Which is a really famous movie, and I think most of his movies are, are all famous. Like, um, People versus is it Larry Flint and stuff mm-hmm. that he did, and uh, the the other the actor we sort of know him from Full Metal Jacket. That's how most people will know him, and I guess probably a younger generation will know him as the voice of the sergeant in Toy Story. Yep. Um, but I was reading about. Uh, uh, Ali Ermey er- er- earlier and talking about like how he won the role as the sergeant in Full Metal Jacket and apparently like Stanley Kubrick was like nah you're not for me and, and then Ichi was just like he started barking orders on him like, like don't sit down when I'm talking to you sort of thing <laughs> and sort of won him the role and he was like he was allowed to ad-lib like most of his lines and stuff Um, it was, it was almost quite method like he never met any of the other actors before they started filming just so that they could have that bit of intimidation sort of thing from them. It's funny because I couldn't really imagine anyone else in as that, like, that kind of drill instructor, apart from him. So... I mean, it's a bit, I, mean the, 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 I like Full Metal Jacket, but the, the first half of the movie with him in it is Aye. far superior to the second half of the movie. And, and I still enjoy the second half, I think it's good. But that, that, that first half with him as the drill sergeant is iconic. Yeah. It, it, it's just brilliant at it. It's a jelly donut. So good, man. <laughs> Apparently, that was the, that scene took thirty-seven takes. Oh really? Because uh, it, it was reading that he was every every scene he did only took three or four takes, but, but except for that particular one. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best scenes of jelly. A jelly donut. I just remember <laughs> Craig. I remember when we were younger, quoting it all the time. Yes. Um, but yeah, so so a bit of sad news in, in, in regards to the, to those two two passing away. Um, next bit of news, I just had a, I try to find stuff to talk about. And I was wondering if we can maybe talk about this. I don't know what to say because I'm not interested in this. But <laughs> I'll explain why. Like Kathy Yan is to direct Margot Robbie in a Harley Quinn film. Do you have any feelings about this? Nope. <laughs> um. Nah, nothing I can really say of any kind of real. I'm not really that bored now. Like it's, I, I don't know. It's just it's just one of these things. It's they've messed me about too much with the DC universe that I'm just really no bothered when any news comes out. I don't really take it for much because probably next week it'll be on the shelf or somebody else will be doing it. So nah, no yeah. bothered. Yeah, I had a little bit look to see who Kathy Yan was. I'd never heard her before. And looked at IMDb, and she's not she's not directed any feature films yet. She's done three shots. She's got a movie coming out this year, which is fine. I have no problems with that. I think, and and not to compare them, but Marvel's done that. Marvel's picked smaller directors and let them make films, and I, and so that's quite a positive step for me from DC that they're not just looking for a big name. They're looking for like a storyteller. I would imagine. I think that's what they're going for. My biggest problem is, is like I think Harley Quinn's one of the most overrated characters 
and comics. Like, Harley Quinn is a side character. Mm-hmm. It, 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 do you, who wants to watch a Harley Quinn movie without the Joker? Yeah. Yeah, and you it, need him there. But it's not that. It, it's the Joker and Harley Quinn. It's not Harley Quinn and the Joker <laughs> as well. Do you know what I mean? I, I just think, like, it, because, like, people cosplay her all the time, that like, like, people want to make a film of her. I just don't. I just think it would be. I would have no interest in a Harley Quinn film. Yeah, it's just, it feels like DC, the normal DC stuff where we've seen people like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad, and so they need to ram it down our throats and say, here's a film, enjoy it. <laughs> and we're not going to. Yeah. We're not having DC. it. <laughs> Cool, well, yeah, so I'll go do the rundown, let's, let's go a wee bit on it and we can just pick out stuff that we're, we're kind of interested in. Um, so, Carrie Coon is voicing Avengers Infinity War villain Proxima Midnight. Jason Clark is up for a Pet Cemetery remake. Uh, John Ridley is writing and directing American Way. Kyle Chandler joins Catch-22. Uh, Natalie Reyes and Gabrielle Luna join the cast of The New Terminator. Uh, Domino... Uh, is it Domino Gleason to start in more drama the kitchen? Uh, John Lithgow and Hugh Dancy uh, join late night. Uh, the next How to Train Your Dragon will be called How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. Uh, Ed Screen will be the new villain in the Maleficent Maleficent sequel. <laughs> uh, Vin Diesel plans the fourth Triple X movie. Uh, Steven Spielberg to direct DC Comics Black Hawk. Idris Elba producing and starring in Turn Up Charlie, uh, F. Gary Gary working on Mask Movie, and uh, uh, The Division, the video game movie, lands uh, Deadpool 2 director David Leach. And out this week we've got Wildling, great film, <laughs> everyone check it out, Every Day, another classic, that'd be a great double bill guys, Wildling and Every Day would be a great double bill. Funny Cow, the Gunsley Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, and a little movie called Avengers Infinity War. What's jumping out at you, Ryan? What you what's what news in there is like? Oh, that's exciting. Um, uh, probably a, a couple of things. To be fair, so the um, American Way um, movie, John Ridley writing and directing. I don't know who John Ridley is, so I don't know. I've I've no knowledge of his work, um, but sounds interesting enough um, from from what there is about it. Um, so, kind of semi interested in that to see what comes of that. Um, Steven Spielberg, obviously, to direct a DC movie would be yeah, interesting. interesting. Uh, I don't know anything again about Black Hawk, so I don't know much about that character. Um, so. Yeah, um, interested enough to see that. Um, F. Gary Gray for Mask Movie. Um, I thought we were done with that, so I'm not really sure where we're going with that exactly. Um, Vin Diesel, like, did he? I think I read he he bought the rights to the Triple X movie, so that's why there's a fourth Shut one. Aye, so I think that's why we're getting it, is because he's bought the all the rights to it and decided to plough ahead with the franchise we were all demanding. Um, 
so yeah, to be honest, there's not really, there's not really much there that um, stands out to me too much. For the films that are coming out, I think there's only going to be one film that I see this week. Um, and I can't wait to see the Gimsley Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Naturally. Chortle, Yeah, can't wait for Infinity War. Um, I've found out some distressing news, uh, which means I might not be able to see it twice within 24 hours. Brian. What? I know. What's happened? Um, so I returned to work yesterday and it looks like I might be going to court on the 26th. So, Why? Uh, just as a witness. Just so. guy, the guy's innocent. Just come <laughs> <up>, mate. <laughs> He's not done anything. <laughs> nah, he was calling me an arsehole on the phone, so I went, I'm done. Get him sent down. He's calling you an arsehole? Ah, he's telling me to well, die and stuff. <laughs> nah, he shouldn't be telling you to die, but he's he's hitting the nail on the head with the arsehole comment, oh. though, isn't he? Oh. Well, prick. Didn't you get... So he called you an arsehole? Aye. Do you want me to... Come back to Scotland and shake my fist at him. Aye, please, please do that. I will. I will let you see you, you rascal. <laughs> um, I would agree with you, the American Way, like, just for people who, who have no idea what it is, it's a graphic novel which dealt with a team of 1960s superheroes called the Civil Defence, made up of an eth- ethnically diverse team that battled supervillains and were beloved by the public, unaware of their, their true mission, pacifying an American public inflamed by the times. Sounds quite interesting, and, and just like I like, I like superhero stuff. I mean, obviously, me and Ryan like we 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 both love superhero stuff, but we're also like superhero stuff that that go away from the norm that aren't your your Supermans and Batman's, your Spider Man and Avengers sort of things. Like Chronicles, a film that we both really enjoy. Um, the 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 Gleason one as well about the 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 kitchen, the story that follows what happens when an FBI. Uh, sweep captures a group of Irish mob leaders in 1970s Hill Kitchen. Um, the only problem is that there's other people involved in that that slightly puts me off. Because <laughs> um, I think, because it's Melissa McCarthy, uh, Tiffany yep. Haddish, uh, Elizabeth Mossett, uh, which suggested me comedy, had this uh, Gleason and, and then just the rest of that story, I, did, I wouldn't have assumed comedy. I would have assumed a more serious tone to that. Um, I'm not interested in a, in a Vin Diesel movie at all. <laughs> uh, Any Vin Diesel movie? Pretty much no, man. Like, see when, like, I'd, I'd rather watch The Rock in Fast and Furious than Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious. Ooh. But those that franchise means nothing to me, so I understand that might be a bit sacrilegious, but oh well. Um... <laughs> Yeah, the Spielberg thing's really interesting. I'm the same as you. No idea about Black Hawk, but just the fact that Steven Spielberg is on to direct a DC movie. But what age is Spielberg? In his 70s? I'm not too sure. I'll look up. Which I'm sure he is, which is nuts, because like Steven Spielberg, and on the movies that are on his list, he's 71, right? He's got Indiana Jones 5, he's got West Side Story, and he's got a DC movie. Now, if you listen to the movie with Empire, he said the next thing he's going to do is Indiana Jones 5, unless he gets a small movie before then. He's, he says, I'm all, I'm all, I'm looking, I'm trying to find something. Just like, it's nuts how much work this guy's still doing. It's 71. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he takes, like, that's one of the things I like about Spielberg, he takes on 
all sizes of projects. It's not just it's it's not sort of just sort of set the one set thing. Um, yeah, he's such a well-rounded director. Like yeah. he does everything. So yeah, it's been a bit about time that he's kind of taken a wee leap into this pool. Yeah, um, Idris Elba. Idris Elba's film. Probably not. It looks like that might be a comedy. I'm guessing, like a family comedy, which is a bit strange for him. Ugh. Um, and the, the division, but David Leach, just because David Leach just looks like he's proven to be one of the best action directors at the moment. Obviously, with John Wick films, Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've not seen Deadpool yet, but just gone by the trailers, and so. I think he's maybe getting to the stage if, if it's action related and he's involved I'll probably be quite intrigued to to see that and it's all about Avengers this week <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sleep just so you know guys if you're an Avengers fan on Monday they're doing the, the premiere so from Monday to Wednesday or whenever you go to see it that is going to be the time where it's hardest to avoid spoilers well, I think for us it won't be not too bad because I think it's. Do you really Monday... just Tuesday in it? Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, uh, it's Monday night their time, so it'll be Tuesday morning. I mean, you watch it. Yeah. My problem is I like to know what people think about it. <laughs> I don't, don't want to know what they're saying. Like, what I don't want to know plot details or anything. But I just want to know, like, oh, it was amazing. Like, do you know what I mean? Or oh, it was crap. I don't know why. So. See, I don't want to know anything just because as soon as I see or see or hear the likes of. Campia, um, Dennis Zen, Schnepp, any of them, if I see any of them say it's amazing or anything, like, already my expectations are pretty and probably unrealistically high, but they're going to send it even higher, and I just don't want to possibly do anything that's going to cause any disappointment to me, so that's my, I'm not going to be able to avoid that, and I'm a wee bit worried how that's going to affect me, Brian. (laughs) Uh, I've got a wee question to ask you. Mm-hmm. It is James McAvoy's birthday today. Happy birthday, James. Happy birthday. Long time listener. Um, so, what's your favourite James McAvoy movie? Um, that's a very good question, Brian. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I need to try and think of this. Um, of recent, it would probably be Split. Right, okay. Um, what's yours? Let's go with yours first, because I don't, I don't know if I've missed this on the show notes, but I don't see I never put it on there. Uh, well, no, so... Just sneaking it in there. <laughs> uh, probably X-Men Days of Future Past. Oh, really? Big, big fan of X-Men Days of Future Past. You think it's his best acted role, or just well, your favourite role? I think role? it's my most, the one I enjoy most. Right, okay. Um, anyway, uh, he's, he's, he's great in everything, though. He's, he's great, you're right, he's great in Split. He's great in, I think, even Atomic Blonde. I, I really like his character in Atomic Blonde. Um, Filth, I enjoy. What else is he in? Like, Wanted, he was good in Wanted as well. Last King of Scotland. There's loads. Not not movie related, but brilliant and shameless. I never watched that program at all. First two seasons with him in it, this gets a bit weird. It gets it gets too weird after a few seasons. Not that we were like 
TV shows run out of ideas, so they're just too stop being weird. Mm-hmm. Like friends make thinking it was a good idea for Joey and Rachel to date. <laughs> Aye, that was a bit weird. Uh, and uh, I think probably my favourite um, performance from from him was uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh really? <laughs> no, come on. No, I, um, I probably some of the ones you mentioned there. So Filth, I really enjoyed him in that as well. Yeah. Um, Split, as I mentioned. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Last King of Scotland, I really enjoyed him in that as well. Yeah, um, that was quite good in that. Uh, part of that, I don't know how much more I've seen him in. I think I've, I've obviously I've seen him in other things, but uh, yeah, he was really good as Professor X. Him and um, Fastbender were good together. I think. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think those are probably my some of my favourite ones um, from old James. Couple of things coming up that's exciting: X Men, Dark Phoenix, It Chapter Two, Glass, Watership Down. Oh, it's got this it's coming out this year as well, isn't it? I think so. Must have been released at the festival or something because it says 2017 on IMDb. But it is this year it comes out here in the UK. Not sure how I feel about that film. Not too sure. Yeah, I like the people that are in it, but I don't know if it's something I'm. That intrigued by. Yeah. Um, I would probably tend to agree with that. Ah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> i a trailer. I was on his IMDb page and obviously I just got too excited. <laughs> um, cool. So, last wee bit. We've no Twitter questions today. Two people let us down. <laughs> I'm not naming any names but if you're listening I think you know who you are <laughs> and I think you maybe want to grab a mirror take a look at it and take a look at yourself and ask yourself some serious questions what then ask it? us some serious questions yeah ask us or not serious just ask us anything <laughs> uh, but Marvel Countdown we are on to our... We're going to have our number one today. Which is exciting. And mm-hmm. um, For those who don't know, Avengers Infinity War is out like in less than a week now. Which is... I don't sound that excited, but you have no idea how excited I am. <laughs> like, genuinely so excited. Like, I'm, I was telling you earlier, I may like get a new job, and I was like, oh, you've got some exciting times coming up. Like, Avengers is it next week? <laughs> Since then you move into the new house and then you start your new job. I was like, but obviously Avengers is first. That's the most exciting thing. Yes. She she didn't seem to agree with me, right? Aye, pretty much my life has been <laughs> scheduled around this film recently. Like, um, my wee sister's uh, due to give birth, and um, she was like, she's going in for like she's going for like a certain day. So um, I was like saying to Sarah, I was like. Like she better not go in end of April. Like she was saying it could have been end of April, beginning of May, and I was like, it better not be end of April. And if it interferes with like Infinity War, I genuinely don't know what I'm going to do. Like, <laughs> but you've already not... you've already got a couple of nieces, though, haven't you? Ah, so, you know, like, what's in it? Is it? Do you know if it's a wee boy or a wee girl that you're? It's a wee boy, yeah. No, so it's a first nephew, but but like, they're all the same. I know, just children. So I think your sister's been a bit selfish. I would say so. How rude. But luckily, she's um, m- uh, beginning to me, so we're all good there. Oh, so she's seen sense and thought, yeah. Aye. 
I'm currently trying to think of reasons that I can get out of this court date if I get called for it. So, please tweet in me any suggestions. I think if you just explain to them and look, look, <laughs> do you know Avengers just came out? Like, I think that's more important than this guy's hearing. <laughs> when... Aye. Aye, like, come on, guys, like, this is the, the film of our lifetime. Of our generation? Yeah. Like, maybe they'll put it on at the court. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to have a break in proceedings just now so that everyone can watch Avengers, Avengers Infinity War yes. um, but yeah we're, so we're doing Marvel Countdown uh, as we said before myself and Ryan wrote a list of our favourite Marvel movies from worst to best and then we added them together to come up with a joint a joint list and so I'll quickly run down them all and we'll be having our number one today so number 17 Iron Man 2 Number 16, Incredible Hulk. Number 15, Thor, The Dark World. Number 14, Iron Man 3. Number 13, Ant-Man. Number 12, Thor. Number 11, Captain America, First Avenger. Number 10, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 9, Gardens of the Galaxy 2. Number 8, Doctor Strange. Number 6, Thor Ragnarok. Also at number 6, Age of Ultron. Number 5, Iron Man. Number 4, Gardens of the Galaxy. Last week's number 3, Winter Soldier. And that means that we actually have two at the top of the tree. I don't know. Um, but the first one we'll talk about, just so that you can talk about your favourite last Ryan, because I'm nice to like that to you, oh. is Civil War. Nice. Did you Did you like this film, Ryan? Very much so. Um, just watched it the other day, actually, for the first time in a wee while. Um, yeah, absolutely love this film. Got some of my favourite action sequences in it um, probably the best overall story and the best directed movie I think in the MCU possibly yeah. um, spoke about that a wee bit last week about Winter Soldier and how that's again probably one of the best directed movies so I think like it's up there along with it um, a lot of confidence getting into Infinity War with those like the yeah. two movies these guys have behind them definitely um, great use. It's uh, many Avengers. Everybody was calling it like Avengers two point five. It was a, a mini many Avengers in the way that they used all the characters. They used them so well. Introduced new characters along with that, and again introduced them so well. So um, yeah, overall, like the, I can't think of anything wrong with this film. Like even after rewatching it the other day, there really cannot think of anything wrong. I don't, I don't mind the kind of villain. Um, no, I don't. I don't either. I think uh, is it Baron Zemo? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I don't really have a problem with that either. So, yeah, I, I, I genuinely can't think anything wrong with this film at all. So, um, it's like probably up there is like the the top three that we've got. Any any kind of certain times it may change just depending on how I'm feeling, um, but. Yeah, I love it. Uh, one of the best action sequences in any Marvel movie, obviously with the airport scene, so good, it's amazing. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this is my favourite, and it just sort of pips Avengers for me. This one, and and one of the big reasons is just for my favourite relationship in the MCU is the relationship between Cap and, and Iron Man, and obviously it, I don't think it comes to like an end in this, but like it's it's a big moment, and just the the. the this sort of weird relationship that they like each other but they don't like each other if that makes sense mm-hmm. 
just because they, they just disagree on how to do things and uh, I think the movie makes a lot of sense. I think the way they introduced Black Panther was brilliant and the, the way they, they introduced Spider-Man is okay but when I rewatched it the other week is what I thought was like Spider-Man was spot on in this film. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. he's great in Homecoming and I think it's a great portrayal for a film movie it's a great portrayal but this particular Tom Holland just with fighting Falcon and Winter Soldier just this like like sort of banter if you will like he has with the two of them whilst he's fighting is brilliant I think it's, it's that, that like what two minutes of Spider-Man is just perfect mm-hmm. yep um, I know people had a problem with like him stopping the Winter Soldier's arm but I didn't like no. Spider-Man's meant to be strong yeah, is that why? Why did they have problems with that? I don't know. But then, like, like Cap makes like a like a big massive trailer thing fall on top of him, and he holds that up. Nobody complains about that. <laughs> like, shows you like when when Stark's recruiting him, he stops a car driving at forty miles per hour. Yeah. But like when I saw just fist, he was just like, I just love the way he does it. He grabs it, and he's just like, "You've got a metal arm." Aye. So nonchalant. And then he's just like, when uh, Falcon's like that, I don't know if anyone's told you, but there's not usually not as much fight <laughs> talking in a fight. He's just like, oh, I'm sorry. Just think he's he's so good. Yeah, he, they really do. Like they, they get him spot on, like for that that film, and when he's doing like the whole Empire Strike Back thing against um, Giant the walking Man. thingies. Aye, so good. Yeah, it's just like you ever seen that really old movie. <laughs> <laughs> And there was a roadie's like, where'd you get, where did you find this kid, sort of thing. It's good, the fight scene's brilliant, like, Ant-Man is excellent in it as well. Um, just love it, I, I think it's great, and it was such a, like, Civil War's a, one of my favourite comics as well, and although it's very different from the comic, I think it captures what it's meant to be, and using the stories that we've already had, like, if, if just the beginning when they're in, is it Kenya? I think so, yeah. With like crossbones and stuff, I just think it's it's done so well, and I'm the same as you. I don't know, I don't have any problems with it. At least not any glaring problems. I just think it's one I could watch over and over again. The fight mm-hmm. scene at the even the fight scene at the end after you've had that amazing one at the airport. The fight scene with Bucky, Cap, and Iron Man is brilliant as well. Yeah, um, another scene actually that I didn't realise maybe how much I enjoyed. Um, and it was when Sarah was watching it with us and she like kinda pointed it was the bit when um the the whole kind of stair fight and with like Bucky and Cap. Oh yeah, brilliant. Um and then the bit when like um Bucky grabs the, the motorbike and like kinda pure spins it and goes about the other way. That whole wee scene's brilliant. Um I really love Black Panther in that as well. Like you kinda just get like an idea of how kind of powerful and how strong he is because he's like outrunning Cap I think at that point in the film like he's outrunning yeah. cars and everything and I don't know like I think I say this as well like, I never really realised or never really sunk in properly like just how like superhuman some of these people are uh, yeah. so. well they're all running past cars though aren't they you're yeah. right that he is running away from Cap um, I'm just going to give Cap the benefit of his doubt that his shields slowing him down like <laughs> um, no, it's, it's great. And like, also, like, Wakandans, they don't like to ask a second time, have you noticed that? Aye. <laughs> because he's, he's like, 
I was like, move, Captain. <laughs> I won't ask a second time. And then, like in Black Panther, when they, the, oh, I can't remember the name of them, the female warriors in Black Panther, mm-hmm. they knock on the door at the start of the film. The big guy looks at him, she's like, she, she won't knock a second time. Like, because he asks about opening the door. All right. I'm just like, ah, oh, what can they say? Just the once with them. And if they don't get it, it's like, boom, they're right in there. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, but even the little scene when, when, when Chitala's dad's just passed away and he's got, he's sort of playing with the ring that he's obviously just took for his father and he's just like, talking about how, like, I'll kill him myself, sort of thing. Like, he doesn't need anybody's help. I just, uh, it's just like, you see like a sort of a turn. I do have one complaint about this film, actually. There's a bit that takes me out of the film. The fight where... It's quite a good scene, actually, when when, when Bucky breaks free uh, from the where he's been detained by the Avengers, or the mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. Or who, I don't know, they're not S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point. Whoever they are at this point, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. He breaks free, and he obviously tries to shoot Tony. Tony manages to get his sort of Iron Man glove on in time has a wee fight with Black Widow and Agent Carter. Then Black Panther comes to fight him, or T'Challa comes to fight him. To me, it's so obvious in some of those shots that it's not it's not Chadwick Boseman fighting him. Oh, really? I never noticed. I can, I can totally tell, like, at times it's it's not him. Like, all the shots for behind, behind him, I just think they're a different shape, and, like, different, even just, like, the hair's different and stuff. It always just just put that that little just that one particular scene always just puts me off a wee bit. Good, that's a, a scene round for me then. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I love as well. Like it's when it makes me one of these scenes that just makes me love Cap even more. Um, but like the the whole kind of bicep porn bit <laughs> with the helicopter. So yeah. good when he's like pulling a helicopter back. It's amazing. I just love. Well, I thought I thought you were mentioning something else. I just love the whole thing. Like, just the like. There's so many things in it for the fans. Like, see with the first, like when he, when Tony's fighting him and Cap looks beaten, he's just like, I could do this all day. Just a call back to the first Avenger like movie with Cap, and mm-hmm. I know it's just a wee thing, but it's, I don't know. It feels quite rewarding, like because you're just like, oh, that's Cap. Like that's yeah. who he is. Like, and so you like just a like that cementing his character and and stuff. Um, which I can hope, like, if he does die, like, we still, we still get that line in there before he dies in Infinity War. No, hopefully. Um, but we'll move on to the, the next one, and which is probably not a surprise to most people, but our joint number one is Avengers. Or I think in the UK it was called Avengers Assemble, wasn't it? It was indeed, yes. Because it's, a better, it's a better name. I don't know, it makes me feel stupid because... Makes us think, well, what we couldn't have Avengers as well because we all thought we we're going to go and see some old people with umbrellas. Nah, well. maybe an older generation, but not us. Nah. Um, but I, I think this is my number one um, for the um, countdown that we done. Uh, and again, absolutely bloody love this film. Um, I think I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. I saw it again. I watched it on Netflix and yeah. so good. Like the whole New York scene and the wee pan round. Like every yeah. time just gives me goosebumps. Aye. It's amazing. It's because yeah. the music's playing as well though. Aye. 
I think that's one of the things I can't wait about this film is we're going to have that music back. Like, oh, I'm actually like getting goosebumps now thinking about it. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, such a great theme tune, though. Like, aye, it is. It's. I think I think that's testament to how good the films are because I think it's a theme tune that's grown on people. Yeah. Um, the more sort of familiar we come with it and like even just when the first trailer came out with the theme tune playing in the background that was one of the reasons why it was getting me excited as well yep. it's just like now anytime I just hear it I'm just like oh it's Avengers can I wait <laughs> but, but you're right though this this film is just I think and and I'm sorry to do this because with the DC but I just think like when, when you look at Justice League and, and how sort of sort of clumpy that was and just like mashed together and then you watch Avengers and, and the introduction of all the characters like it's not just a, a stop in the movie to say this is the Thor this is what he can do blah 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 it literally just moves the story along mm-hmm. like Thor's introduced because they're taking Loki back and he comes and grabs Loki away it's not like somebody's going to try, nobody tries to recruit Thor yep like they try and recruit, obviously Iron Man and, and the Hulk. Natasha's already an agent. Like I just think it's done so well. Uh, you're right. You're talking about that scene with Cap when he's punching the the punch bag at the start. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just it's just a great movie. And the, the New York scene, especially the 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 one that feels like a one shot when it's like. Cause like so, it starts with them fighting on the ground, and then it's like it goes on the Iron Man, and then it goes past the big uh, Chitari. I don't know, giant fish, scaly. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And Thor and Thor and Hulk are on top of that sort of thing. Yeah. Then it pans around to like Hawkeye on a building. Just that that scene is just brilliant. Aye. It's cause like all the the, the kind of teamwork element of it as well. Like you've got um, Cap calling orders and. Them all interacting with each other and um, Hawkeye like shouting out like tips for Tony and all that type of stuff. Just uh, so like so well done, just so good. Do you know what I noticed if, like, when I watched it the other week? I never noticed before. There's a bit in it where like because I was talking about them like working together. There's a bit in it where like Iron Man shoots his, his blasters off Cap's shield uh-huh. to like hit one of the Chitari. And I, I don't know why I've, I've I could I would I'd never remembered that moment before. <laughs> really? No. Yeah, just like the whole like when they when Cap tells Bruce Banner it's maybe time to get angry and he's like that's my secret mm-hmm. I'm always angry and then just like hulks up and just punches that big massive monster it's so good man aye Loki's excellent in it as well aye he's brilliant brilliant villain in it yeah and then probably because of who he is he gets his full like his full moment I love the scene with him and Black Widow because you get to see like essentially what her superpower is I know she doesn't have one but the bit where you think Loki's getting to her mm-hmm. and like and like how like she calls him a monster and she's like no you brought the monster on board and then, then she just like clicks back to her normal self and like Loki plans to use the Hulk and then just walks away and he's kind of shocked that like he's been done over by like essentially like a pathetic human in, in his eye sort of thing see that that whole that I've never ever got that like whole bit like how she makes that connection we were talking about this when, when I was watching it and I was like 
I don't get it. Like that wouldn't for me make me when he's having his wee, wee rant. It never made me think. Oh yeah, that's the the Hulk's his plan here. Like I never got that at all. And even rewatching it, I still don't see where she's supposed to have got that connection from. What? No, by the fact that he says, "No, you're the one who brought the monster." Yeah, but I wouldn't have. To me, that didn't like mean right. That's his plan for like splitting us up or causing a bit of a scene here was the Hulk. Like I didn't. I didn't make that connection at all, and still don't. Even though you know that's what happens now, you still don't make yep. that connection. No, no, but it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make right, sense, that enough. connection. No, I like that. I, like that. I really enjoy that scene. I like Agent Coulson. It's a shame that he kicks the bucket in this one. Yep. But I like that they did. Like, it yeah. was... Is the, as the Josh, Josh, Josh Whedon is, seems to be the only one who's quite happy to kill people. He's done two films and has killed them, killed two people in both of them. Well, hopefully we'll get somebody dying in this one. I think we will, and I don't know if you'll be saying that once it happens. Although, a wee bit of me is kind of thinking, I remember thinking in um, Age of Ultron, somebody needs to die in this. And we did get somebody dying, but it was somebody nobody really cared about. And then I was thinking for Civil War, somebody needs to die in this. And nobody dies that I can remember, or nobody again. But see that I, I, I get that. Like I, I remember being a bit upset that not upset that Rhodey never died, but like it, it's kind of like, but like they need to go reunite Cap's team and Tony's team for the Affinity War. I don't know how you do that if Rhodey dies in Civil War. True. True do you know yeah. what I mean? Like. You, you can't brush that. You can't. You can't brush that under the carpet. Whereas Rhodey's still alive. He's obviously in the, the suit again, and so he can. Even if we don't see this, you can sort of believe him going. Now, nah, whatever involved, we need to do this sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we need to set aside differences. It doesn't matter that they what they did to me. Like, and I don't think we'll ever see that conversation. But that's the kind of thing I can feel that in myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what is it? If Rhodey had died, or, or War Machine, whatever you would call him, I just think, I don't know how you explain that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the, the only thing I would have maybe said about that was that um, it was Vision who was on Tony's side, and it was accidental, so you maybe could have made a case that they could have, like, say, like he could have got over that, that it was Tony's character, though. I what what do you mean like to to get over that? Uh true. I I fair enough. I, I at least I don't that. think so. I just think Tony would hold on to that because like like he he's the character that holds on to everything the most in this world. He like it, I think being a hero affects him more than it affects the rest of them. Aye, Probably because he's just he's just a man at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not a super powered person like the rest of them. An Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I again as I say, just love this film and just overall like having that first real big team up is something special, and I don't think will ever really be recreated in the same way. Justice League certainly didn't have it when they had their first big meet up, and um, oh, again the following like Avengers films have all been amazing, but they've not had that kind of 
feeling or I've not left the, the cinema the same way as I felt after Avengers and I think that's probably it just gets extra points for me because of those kind of more sentimental feelings or more kind of special feelings that you just won't get recreated in a, another film yeah maybe I wonder there's got to be a big moment of a bunch of them coming together see how Anthony Mackie said that the final fight scene was like 25 pages oh, nah, I did see something like that god like which people are saying that easily makes it the longest fight scene in any superhero film well, you, you think it would need to be like from what we've seen trailer wise like you've you've got something going on in New York and then something going on in Wakanda and potentially something going on elsewhere alien wise yeah oh I can't wait it's so close now I think you'd put on um, I don't know if we mentioned it in the last podcast as well but it's quite interesting one of the posters had like a wee bit of a perhaps a suggestion of Tony's yeah. vision I mean I'd, I'd put it up on our page but it was because of you had said that do you think we're going to get it? Something no, like I've seen a lot of people say that as well. Do you think it'll happen? Do you think we're going to get a Tony's vision happening? Nah. No. I don't. I think I generally think that was to do with Age of Ultron. Although, someone, did you see the one with Tony's vision and it's like... The Hulk? The Hulk with the things. I'm sure in Age of Ultron it was arrows that were in them though. Because they were, they were really into Ebony Maw and the things that were stuck in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what I, what it was. It probably was. Probably more likely to be arrows than that. What, class pointy things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what they are, I don't know what they are. Yeah. I just can't wait, though. Like, like, I'm only in... I'm working Monday, Tuesday, then I'm only in at 12 on Wednesday. So I just, like... I know, like, from when I go in at 9 o'clock on Monday... My head's just going to be like, not in my work at all and just thinking <laughs> about Avengers. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to do a, a wee spoiler special, perhaps. Yeah, definitely. A four hour long episode. However long we need. <laughs> like, yes. if we, we need to book days off work to do it, then that's fine. I have actually, like, I, like I've got the 26th and 27th off his annual leave for these. Uh-huh, yeah. The 26th, the Thursday, Friday? Yes, I think it is, right. Yeah, me too. Thursday, Friday, and I'm off for Saturday, Sunday as well. Nice. I think we're going to so, get Dean on as well, is that right? Yeah, Dean says he'll be up for it, so nope. we just need to make sure we can get time for us all three of us to be on. Nice. Um, I'm sure we'll be able to fit it in, at least before. It won't have been out. I don't imagine... I, I imagine it'll be within a week that we'll all be able to get together and... I think if we can all see twice at least before we talk, I think that would be good. Yeah. Court permitting, I'll definitely have done that. I'm hoping to have done like a wee hat trick maybe by that time. I want to try and get a, an IMAX viewing in as well before we talk. So. Well, my plan is to, on the th- like midnight show on Wednesday and then on the Thursday, um, there's an IMAX show at one forty. so I'm hoping... It's annoying because I can't book my ticket. Well, I could book my ticket, but I'd have to pay for it. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, when I came out on the, the well, it'll be Thursday morning to book my ticket for the 140 IMAX one. 
go and see again. And then, I don't know, I think this might, I've never seen a movie more than four times at the cinema, I think this might break that record. I have. Um, I know you have. Thanks to my, my college days. <laughs> <laughs> a certain Lord of the Rings. Yes, indeed. Cool. Anyway, I want to go into sunshine, Ryan, it's beautiful. Aye, I'm going to be for some breakfast, so... No, I've not had any scan yet either. Uh, but cool. Um, so yeah, guys, I hope you all go see Infinity War. I think you should. Thanks for listening. If you have been, remember you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MoviePodders, as well as Facebook now at MoviePodders as well. Um, like and share our content, please. We would greatly appreciate it. Ryan, do you care to say anything to the wonderful people? Uh, not to the wonderful pe- wonderful people, no, um, but to James McAvoy again. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jamesy boy. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.